Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today, we are talking about Catholic superheroes. That's right. We're going to talk about comic book characters from the movies and the comic books, DC and Marvel, like Batman, Superman, Punisher, Green Lantern. And also, that did you know that there's three Catholic saints who are actually Marvel superheroes? Holy podcast, Batman! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, after that big blow by Father Richard, um, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those old Batman Robin shows. Yeah. Dude. That was crazy. All right, man, this this is going to be a fun episode. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, Catholic comic book superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've got, I, I saw a comic book last night that you brought here. That, yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. That's a really cool. I mean, you guys... This is, yeah, I don't think too many people know about this. I spent a good 15, 20 minutes with this comic book that we're going to share with you. And I have never spent that much time with any comic book in my entire life. Or book. Or book in general. (laughs) No, that was you in the seminary, dude. That wasn't me. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers, man. So now before we get into all the superheroes who are Catholic, uh, make sure to go to catholictalkshow.com. You can like us, subscribe to us on all the platforms. Uh, You Go make sure that you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, so you can join in the conversation. Uh, we give a lot, of, a lot of cool raffles and opportunities for you to interact. And if you don't, Father Rich is going to hulk out. His clerics are going to rip. He's just going to be a giant green priest, and he's going to come and tear your house down, man. You do not want that. It's terrifying. Yes. Yeah, he's so a just, Catholic superhero. Just go and like <laughs> and subscribe. Leave us reviews on iTunes. I scam myself sometimes when I go Hulkamania. Oh, no, that's not a Marvel. Hulkamania? No. no yeah. That, well, he. I mean, let's yeah. face it. I yeah, think he's, he's DC, right? Uh, Hulk? Hulk? No, he's Marvel. No, Hulkamania, dude. No, Hulkamania, that's the Pythons. Yeah, man. Put your sentences over there. Sorry. When I think Hulk, I think Hulk Hogan. Well, that's just me. So there's been a lot of comic book characters. Comic books, I think, or superheroes have never been more popular than they are right now. Um, There's been billions of dollars of movies and tickets sold in the last 10, 15 years of superhero movies. And they really speak to, uh, I think in our culture, the desire to see something extraordinary and people who are good and overcoming challenges. There is a fundamental thing in human beings that need the, the story of heroes. Even back to the ancient times when you're looking at Gilgamesh or you're looking at uh, Achilles or Jason and the Argonauts or some of the stories that have been, you know, of saints. The hero and the myth of the hero is something that's very necessary to human society and to the human being. It's so Jason true. and the Argonauts. When you think of what's supernatural, you know, it's fascinating. I just think it would make a great band name. Sorry. <laughs> Jason. And, <laughs> hey, everyone, we're Jason and the Argonauts. Make sure you uh, like our band camp page and throw some golden fleeces. <laughs> And the supernatural rips that we <laughs> we're gonna melt your face. <laughs> no, like it's true though. I mean, inside the human heart <clears throat> is this longing for what is transcendent, longing for the greater capacity of our own ability. And when we think of the person of Jesus Christ, he is the Son of God and supernaturally was in the midst of the world, and his effect is still evident today, and his effect is still at work today. So clearly within our own 
you know, nature, we're longing for that reality of what is supernatural. And I think that's what really captivates people's minds when it comes to Marvel comics or comic books in general. And then what is secure investments in the media world and, and the movie industry, mm-hmm. it's the greatest, most secure investment in producers, you know, concept of, of what they yeah. should invest in. Superheroes are almost like fairy tales on steroids. It's really a bombastic version of it. But Chesterton had a really great quote, I think, that on fairy tales that really applies to superheroes as well. And he said, fairy tales do not tell children that dragons exist. Children already know that dragons exist. Fairy tales tell children that dragons can be killed. And I think that's a really cool quote that it's children, their imagination, or even people in general, they know that there's big things out there. There's overwhelming things. But these stories, they give you people um, something to look up to and the idea that things can be conquered and overcome. And it's a greater scale. But I think it, it reflects in people's life the, the small challenges and triumphs they have every day. Hmm. So let's talk about a couple Catholic superheroes. Now, I think the one that is the most evident and probably the most Catholic of all superheroes is Daredevil. Yep. Mm. Yep. I was I just started watching that on Netflix. Oh, it's so good. I think it starts out with him in a confessional. It or does. Something. Oh, really? I've got to watch that. I, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Now, Daredevil is just super Catholic. It's, right? a, it's a weird confession, though. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. But <laughs> yeah, there's there's spoilers here. So, so super, uh, Daredevil, uh, Matt Murdock is his real name. He was an orphan. His father was a boxer, and he was orphaned, and he was blinded, right? He lives in Hell's Kitchen in New York, and he was sent to live in a Catholic orphanage. And he grew up there and became very uh, devout, very Catholic from, uh, you know, having been raised by the nuns there. Uh, His family was Irish Catholic in the stories and everything. And even in, like, the comic books or in the Netflix series, continuously you see the way that even though he's a vigilante— and he, he's violent, he struggles with it. He goes to confession often. He's trying to reconcile his faith and the things that he does. Um, there's one, I just finished watching the third season of Daredevil on Netflix, and his, like, his you know, sidekick, you know, the comic relief guy, they're like, well, why, why doesn't he just kill Kingpin or whatever? And he says, well, it's a Catholic thing. You can't kill someone because you remove their opportunity for repentance. I don't know. He's Catholic, right? But it was it was actually pretty dead on, right? And in the show, there's a lot of Catholic imagery. Yeah. In the comic books, it's always confession and, you know, crucifixes. It's a really cool, very Catholic that doesn't shy away from it. Actually, it's not just something that's tangential. It's something that's elemental to who that character is. Mm. Yeah, and it's true to the the comic books too because a lot of times you see a little bit of creative improvisation on on some of these storylines and it was that way in the comic books too. Yeah, I mean, it. but this is, you cannot have Daredevil without Catholicism. So that's why I wanted to lead off with him. He is, his very character is, completely sewn in with Catholicism. He's the mostest. He's the most Catholic. The mostest. And his name is Daredevil. Yeah. How paradoxical is that? You'll see that in most comic characters that are Catholic are, are dressed like devils. It's hmm. like that dichotomy. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Interessante. So another one, and he was actually, the reason we're going to go to him next, because he was in the Netflix series as well, is The Punisher. Do you guys know him? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-mm. I watched I watched the movie a while back, but it was the one that like totally flopped with Dolph Rundgren. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, and Dolph? then they redid it and it actually did it was good. Well. Yeah. So The Punisher, it, that was actually a really good show too as uh like John Barenthal. He's, is that on Netflix? Yeah. Or it is. Okay. I'm going to write this stuff down. <laughs> so The Punisher was a former uh, Navy SEAL, a special agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, his family's killed by gangsters, and he becomes a vigilante who goes and seeks justice, and he's ultra-violent. And he's just— Because he punishes. That's right. So he is completely brutal and absolute maximum violence. But in the comic books, and even in a little bit in the Netflix series, uh, he's it shows that he's Catholic. He comes from an Italian family. His real name is Frank Castle. But that's shortened from Frank Castiglione, right? So he's a real New York man. Castiglione. That was the f- best pronunciation I've ever heard you deliver, yeah. Ryan Shield. I, I, Do that it. one more time. Slow it down. I'm not your monkey, man. I'm not going <laughs> to do tricks for you and talk Italian. <laughs> Haven't you heard enough of that? <laughs> so anyway, he was... <laughs> so before he became a Navy SEAL... Frank Castle was actually a seminarian in the comic books. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. like Ryan De La Croce. He's so hot-blooded. Are you a superhero? I'm a punisher. <laughs> <laughs> you punish the couch by napping on it. <laughs> There's an indent. You're like, yeah, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mess around with the De La Croce. So was it, did he wear a wife beater? I mean, <laughs> what kind of, yeah. what kind no, of no, superhero he, con? No, he was, he was, so Frank Castle, the Punisher, was a seminarian. Um, and then he met his wife and discerned out. Sounds like someone I know. Wait, wait, you discern ta- out, then you meet your wife. Come on, man. What or you meet your one. wife, then you discern out. Right, yeah, there's chalice chippers out there. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That is the oh, actual term, chalice chipper. I ain't saying she's a chalice, chalice chipper. Yeah, chalice <laughs> chipper. What, you coming at me trying to chip my chalice? I ain't saying she's a chalice chipper. <laughs> <laughs> she Yo, dude. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of parallels here. An Italian New yeah, Yorker discerns out of seminary, meets a woman. Drives a Jeep Wrangler that he yeah, crashed, right. and then his wife. <laughs> Nobody hurt my parents. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, you're going to have to cast somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Della yeah. Cross is the Punisher probably wouldn't work. Anymore. Yeah, no, no. no. You'd be like, yeah, man, let's just talk about it. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I mean, heck, if the Della Cross Swiss Guard didn't work, I don't think I don't think the Punisher would ever work. I've been working out, though. <laughs> you worked out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dopes. <laughs> yeah. So another comic book character, this is another, another Marvel. It's one of the X-Men, Nightcrawler. Mm. Now, he, I like Nightcrawler. Did you read comic books when you were a kid? Mm, not like a lot, but my friends would have them and I'd pick them up and read them. Yeah. I never did. No, never. Oh, yeah. One of my close friends, Father Lawrence Peck, big shout out to him in Gainesville. He's at St. Patrick's over by UF. He had a comic book store. Like he, mm. he oh, really? had a comic book store. Yeah. Those are so cool. Oh, for sure. For sure. And being in San Diego for a couple of years, Comic-Con is just so huge every single year. Dude. And they have comic stores, you know, bookstores all over the yeah. place. And people dressed up like them. Oh, yeah, yeah. They even have, like, people from shows, like sci-fi shows, come in and doing panels and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. pretty insane. Yeah. So, Nightcrawler, one of the X-Men, one mm-hmm. of the, I think one of the original X-Men. Yeah. Um, but his backstory was that he is a, he was actually a German priest, and but he's a mutant. 
And he, since he's, he's like Father Rich. <laughs> so we go from Ryan Delacroix as the Punisher to me. He's a mutant. In some versions of his backstory, because they change in comic books, sometimes he's actually an ordained priest. Other times he was a mutant who monks took into a monastery because the villagers were afraid of him because he was born and he looked like a blue devil. So they thought he was evil, but he was actually a credibly devout man. And he lives secretly with these monks in a German monastery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. I, I had this really cool experience. This is totally random, but this is normal for the show. So I went to Norship for the very first time because there was a Benedictine sister that said, right after I got affiliated with the Diocese of St. Augustine and I started my process toward priesthood, she said, Richard, on your trip to Italy, you need to make sure that you go visit Norcia because that is where the birthplace of St. Benedict and St. Scholastica is. So I said, oh, great. Yeah, for sure. And St. Rita, I was affiliated on her day and she lives right next door, like the next village in uh, in Kasha. Kasha. Mm, so cool. I visited there and I, I show up to the this walled city. It's nice and cool in the mountains. The Romans go there during the summer to get away from the heat. So I, I show up and there's a smell You hear of a lot of that. Italians leaving the heat to other cities. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's true. So, you know, I'm, I'm smelling this meat, boar meat and cheese walking in through these ancient cities. These, you know, it's beautiful. Smelling good. And I didn't have any plans. So I, I didn't know where I was going to stay. I was on like no budget whatsoever. So I was trying to find some place. So I went his to this. Super, his superpower is being broken, aimless. <laughs> I have this hat, by the way, that says uh, aimless wandering, pioneer of aimless wandering. That's my, I love my, I love that hat. So I walk into this beautiful hotel and I smile and I say in Italian, like, can I leave my bags here? And the girl said, yeah. So I checked my bags for free and I just wanted to go down to the church to pray. So by the time I got to the church, it was already dark and I figured, man, the, the doors are going to be locked. So I went and I checked and the doors were open. So I walk in, there's nobody. All the lights are off. And I look to the left and there's this little flickering light and there's a staircase downstairs into the, into the crypt area. So I walk down the stairs, make my way all the way through this pathway to where the birthplace of Benedict and Scholastica was. I didn't even know where I was going. Again, aimless wandering. So I find myself before the tabernacle and I'm praying. And these beautiful votive candles, it's pitch black. So the only light in there is just illuminated by the candles. And next thing you know, I hear these steps. And it's kind of freaking me out because it's pitch black and I've never been in this place. Yeah. So this hooded monk starts walking toward me and I'm like silent. And I look up at him and I say, Buonasera. Buonasera. I said, oh, that's the extent of my Italian. <laughs> and, then, and then he looks at me after I said that and he's like, man, that's about the extent of my Italian too. <laughs> I'm like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Texas. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is so strange. I'm in the middle of Italy in the mountains. And I'm like, what? So he's like, yeah, we're actually a, a group of American monks. We're Benedictine monks. This is where, you know, we've been entrusted with this house here or whatever. So he asks me, he says, where are you staying tonight? And I'm like, I don't have anywhere to stay. He says, today you're staying with us. So I found refuge with the monks, this mutant, aimless, wandering <laughs> nightcrawler. <laughs> nightcrawler, you know, and, and he accepts me in and I got to spend time with them and pray with them and, and do chant in the morning at like four o'clock in the morning, yeah. eat lunch in silence and listen to one of the brothers yeah, read. Rule. Oh, dude, it was yeah. just so awesome. 
Awesome yeah. experience. Yeah, we we had that experience recently. Went to Benedictine College, and um, you know, I mean, they're running a college too, and it's like the prayer was beautiful. Yeah, like relaxed. just the chanting it's and gorgeous. The pausing, and they really soak it in. And mm-hmm. then dinner, silent. Mm-hmm. There's somebody reading a book to them. Comic books. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reading comic books. Pow. <laughs> so anyway. Back to Nightcrawler after your <laughs> Nightcrawling night. story. Yes. So in one of the episodes of the X-Men animated series, Wolverine's all angsty and wolverine right? And he's like, I don't believe in God. You're stupid, right? I hate when Wolverine gets all wolverine Sting, sting. No. Temperamental. Shut up. But um, throughout the course of the episode, he gets to know Nightcrawler. And the episode ends with Wolverine going into a French cathedral with a Bible and silently praying. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, it's... You sissy. I thought you were a Wolverine. <laughs> you, look, even Wolverine needs God, dude. Sing. <laughs> so, and then one of the quotes from Nightcrawler in the episode was, no, my friend, God does not give up on his children, human or mutant, which is good news for you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He is here for the, He is there for us in our times of joy and to help us when we are in pain if we let him. Our ability to understand God purp- God's purposes is limited, but take comfort in the fact that his love is limitless. This mm. is an X-Men cartoon. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that it's was like awesome. the 80s though, right? right? No, it was Early. the 90s. Okay. Okay. I mean, we have went downhill from there. Yeah. Wow. Now, we've went downhill so far that we've gotten to Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I didn't see any. Yes, I did. It's it's I actually it's, watched it with you, dude, in your house. Remember? Yeah, it's very witty, but very nasty. Like, you know. Oh, it's crude. Gross, yeah, crude. very, very crude. I really liked it. I laughed so hard. I oh. laughed very hard. Well, we, we I both felt did. bad about laughing. I know. So it's kind of it's like, where oh, you're laughing and then so you feel good. guilty immediately so after. Yeah. <laughs> remember when Vinny Vinny showed up behind us? Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, Vinny, go to bed. <laughs> We're laughing at this. Oh, man. Yeah, so according to the comic books, he was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. And that you'll even see in the movie when they're going through that one scene where they're doing all kinds of wild things, and it's very crass, and then they're like, happy, you know, happy 4th of July, happy, you know, Labor Day, happy Memorial Day, and they're like, happy Lent. <laughs> <laughs> they're all very, con- you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, yeah, Deadpool, again, according to the comic books, a Catholic. So those are a lot of the Marvel characters. This is so surprising for me because, I mean, obviously I didn't didn't grow up with comic books or anything, but I had no clue that there was Catholicism in comic books. There's a lot, especially in Marvel comic books. There seems to be a lot of it because I think a lot of the Marvel comic books focus around New York City in a very Mm -hmm. real way, and the Catholicism of the— 50s and 60s, made a deep impact on the people making these comic books. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So Marvel as opposed to, what, like DC or? Marvel and DC are very different. Now, real quick, one more thing on Deadpool. One of the things that he does is he tries to give up killing for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> he tries. He tries. I don't think he always wins that. You got to start with something you can handle. Yeah, yeah. And know? honestly, our faith is all about practicing our faith. It's the praxis. <laughs> Practice? Oh, so those gosh. are some of the Marvel characters. Now, some of the DC characters. Mm-hmm. Now, these are Superman, Batman, Green Lantern. And all of those, um, Batman, by most accounts, is a Catholic. Now, elapsed and not practicing Yeah, he's Catholic. got a Jewish mom or something. No, he has a 
Episcopalian mom and a Catholic dad or oh, okay. vice versa. Or Presbyterian or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, they actually specify that in the. Well, they show like, you know, Batman's whole thing is his parents were killed. Mm-hmm. So he's always at the grave and the grave is a very Catholic grave. It has the cross Forche or the cross Moline, one of the crosses. Uh, it, it, in one of the comic books, it even specifies that at their funeral that there was a requiem mass. So obviously that would mean they were Catholic, right? Requiem eternum. I sang that in quote. That was awesome. In one of the comic book series of Batman, it's called Holy Terror. Mm. And in, when his parents are killed, instead of, you know, getting all Batman-y and going off into train. Batman-y. It's, a, yeah, it's an adjective. Wolverine-y. Batman-y. <laughs> wow. So after Precision. 22 years after his death, Bruce Wayne, instead of having turned into Batman, is in seminary and he's a priest. Huh. So this is like an alternate Batman timeline. Wow. And huh. then he finds out that uh, Jim Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, comes in for something and he's going through his stuff at Wayne Manor and he finds a bat suit that his dad actually used in passion plays to dress up as a demon. So that's where in this line where he's a priest, but then he found his father's passion play costume and dresses up like a bat. Huh. Passion play? Yeah. Dressed up like a bat? Yeah. Dude, I can't I can't help but think about how far we've come in pop culture from having these kind of resonant foundations related to faith and related to virtue and Catholicism, you know, in in the culture. It's kind of cool to listen to. Now, there's been more than one person besides Bruce Wayne who is Batman. One of the guys who was Batman when Bruce Wayne in the comic books got his back broken by Bane was Azrael, right? And he was the fill-in for Bruce Wayne when Bruce Wayne healed for like a year and a half in the comic books. Azrael was actually a child orphan raised by the Order of St. Dumas, a Catholic... um, military order like the Knights Templar who would raise one child to be their avenging angel called Azrael, which is a biblical angel yep. name. And then eventually he became Batman, then him and Batman fought and Bruce Wayne became Batman again. So, But Batman at one point was actually a military order monk from the Order of St. Dumas, which is a made up one, but hmm. pretty cool. Did not know that. Yeah, there's so much that I didn't know about this. Yeah, so there. I mean, there's a lot of Catholic superheroes. I mean, if you look at the movie, this recent Superman movie, uh, Man of Steel, I think it was, he's going through a crisis of faith, and it shows him going into a church and talking to a priest. You know, this is an alien, but he's still like... Aliens are like godly beings. Right. Now, these are all cool superheroes, but do you know who I think the coolest Marvel superhero of all time is? Incredible Hulk. No, but he was Catholic too. Yeah, in one of the in one one comic book, he was uh, shows him dying, and I think Captain Marvel or something gives him a crucifix, and he's in the casket, Bruce Banner, and whatever. All right, so the best Marvel comic superhero, John Paul II. John Paul Paul II. Yes, John Paul II, Pope Saint John Paul II, is actually a Marvel superhero. That's just crazy. And dude, I am totally wearing John Paul II socks right now. Yeah, nice. if, you're, if you're watching on YouTube here, we've got the, the comic. Modesty, Father. Modesty. Sorry, this is showing, a family show. Showing too much leg. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1982, Marvel Comics 
produced a comic book on the life of Pope St. John Paul II. Wow. Covered his time from his childhood up to his assassination attempt. That was the year of my birth. Yeah. Your, your birth? Your yeah, birthday. birthday. Yeah, it's actually, and it's really pretty detailed. I mean, it shows him fighting Nazis. Yep. And it's very accurate to his life. It shows his mother dying. It's written in a very Marvel comic way, too. Oh, yeah. But also a very inspirational way. I yeah. was looking through this last night, and I was very, very moved, you know, thumbing through the pages and just really looking at these different uh, lineups of, of uh, the way that they depicted his life. Pretty impressive stuff. Yep. Yeah. Here, here's here's a young Carol. Mm-hmm. I want to become a priest. We <laughs> saw it. Punch Satan in his eye. <laughs> oh gosh! So yeah, it's pretty cool. And they and they have other ones of Saint yeah. Francis and Mother Teresa. Yeah, there too. Marvel made a comic Saint Francis, brother of the universe, <laughs> and it's the life of Saint uh, Saint Francis. And then they made one on on uh, Mother Teresa as well, and it was her whole life. So uh, you know, technically, John Paul, uh, Mother Teresa, and Saint Francis. All Marvel superheroes. Maybe they'll show up in the next movie. So cool. In the Avengers. We That'd need to produce sweet. it. Let's do it, guys. So one thing I'm going to do is, uh, for the people listening to this episode, I'm going to give this away. So if you share this episode with hashtag Catholic Talk Show, either on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, we're going to randomly choose someone, and we're going to send you an original copy of the Marvel Pope John Paul II comic book. Can yeah. I can I participate in that? Because this I contest this. is not eligible to members or family members of the Catholic Talk Show. Oh man, yeah, sorry. But if you're the feeling very very loving and you win and you want to bring it to me, I'll give you my address. Send me a DM. <laughs> it's gonna come in thing. a nice plastic bag, just yeah. a protective bag, uh, Ziploc bag, Ziploc bag, a <laughs> uh, very nice Ziploc bag. Man, that is so awesome. I, I I really, you know, my mind was blown last night when we were, you know, when I found out that there was a Marvel comic book yeah, of John too. Paul II. Me too. Shocking. This is, a, this is definitely a, a podcast that I'm like in the dark on. Yeah. Were, were there, yeah. were the, you know, were the writers of Marvel at that time, were they all Catholic? Were, I was they? just looking this up. The founder it dates back to the 30s. Stanley. Um Stan Lee was Jewish, actually. Jewish. Wow. Martin Goodman, Stan Lee. Yeah, these guys were, were Jewish immigrants. So wow. Marvel actually consulted with Catholic priests. Um, it says in here, Father Malinsky. So obviously a Polish priest. Um, a lot of people, they, you know, made sure they were accurate. Accurate, yeah. So cool. Yeah. So what's the difference between Marvel and DC? Different different companies. Uh, is know. there Catholicism in DC as well? Or yeah. no? So Not like as much. Batman, Superman, uh, Green Lantern, all have been, you know, in the comic books Catholic. But I would definitely say Marvel is more explicit with Catholicism mm -hmm. uh, and in a more realistic version of it. Mm -hmm. You know, their characters are actually Catholic, where in DC it's more a plot device. Right. Um, it just, it, it's woven into the fabric for like moral fiber, you know, um, because I mean, they're, they're, they're heroes, right. you know, so they're just adding another layer. So here's a good poll question we can ask everyone. <clears throat> what Marvel superhero is going to win in a fight? John Paul? Her mother, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're super friends. They're super friends. When their friends. powers combined. Yeah, right. that's right. They are super friends. Yeah. 
Who's uh, who's Pope John Paul II? John Paul or Daredevil? Oh, I haven't. I haven't so seen here's much a, here's Daredevil the thing though. Yet. Daredevil's kind. Of, he's a he's a badass, right? He's a very awesome fighter from yeah. Hell's Kitchen, right? Rough neighborhood. Yep. He's very Irish. Catholic and he has a lot of Catholic guilt. He would never hit the Pope because he knows that striking the Pope as a very well catechized Catholic would excommunicate him. So that means he's just going to have to take the take the beating, right? <laughs> Smack him around. But John Paul, you John know, Paul's like, hit me, hit me, hit me, You ain't gonna hit me because you can excommunicate. <laughs> <laughs> But John Paul, but Daredevil's also known for how much punishment he could take. Mm. So I think really it's not who wins, is can who gives up first? Can JP2 dish out enough punishment before getting tired to make Daredevil fall? Ah. I think that's how I would look at it to see who would win in a fight. Yeah. It'd what be a tie. You, what do you think? You think it's a tie? Well, unless you're keeping points, then you know John Paul's got the upper. He's hand gonna there. win on yeah. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna be a points by judge's decision. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's true. You asked the question. I'm gonna answer it, man. Fine. Well, I'm obviously in favor of JP two against anybody. You put any of your Marvel comic people or DC yeah. superheroes against my boy JP two, he's taking them down. Even if they have mutant Name powers, it. I don't care if they have mutant powers. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. Mm -hmm. All right, so here here's an Inquisition question. Oh lordy! All right, now we're talking mutants, right? Okay, which I can totally relate to. Takes one to know one. Yeah. So, <clears throat> if a family has a mutant, that it's a, a mother and a father have a child, and it is a mutant. <laughs> How does this work, man? It, there's birds and bees. Father. He's got a chromosome defect. I never got that. Right. I never got Isn't that, that what the mutants are? The, no, they, they I don't a, think that's. They have a chromosome. No, or, it's a mutation. Chromosomal yeah. defects are not the same. Okay. So, but they are such a mutant to such a degree that they are no longer technically human. Okay. Can they be baptized and saved? If a human being then mutates to something that is now beyond humanity and is now a different animal, if you believe in evolution. Mm-hmm. In the future, or in, according to Marvel, if there's a mutant, what is their salvation? What's their chance of salvation? Well, if the devil drink coffee can be baptized. And on top of that, you just said it yourself. Superman is an alien. Right. And he finds himself constantly finding the integrity that he's longing for and the reconciliation that he's longing for inside of the church. So I think absolutely especially of of reason. So if if these alien species have or mutants, can or mutants, mutants be saved? These yeah. beings. Beings. <laughs> can mutants be saved? Yes. Yes. Because they're conscious beings. So it's not humanity. Mm. It's, it's So Christ the redeemer of the cosmos. Pope Benedict goes into that great detail and in, in beautiful reflection. Jesus as the redeemer of the world. So Jesus, by his act, is it's redemptive in its nature, and it begins that procession back to the Father. So all is redeemed. And in that respect, the conscientious, you know, one who is conscious and, and is exposed to the morality that is rooted in freedom for the human person that we know of now— is he giving me a yes? Excellent. He agrees. Pope Benedict is agreeing with me right now, shaking his bobble head in affirmation. No, I, I do. I would say absolutely that it would be extended to a species 
that would come to encounter Christ just like we encountered Christ. And uh, in that same manner, come to a conversion of heart. All right, now, before we get out of here, I want to remind everyone, go to catholictalkshow.com. By the way, sorry. Yes. Good answer. I think that's flying. Yeah. Is that okay? That's we'll flying. Give you colors. credit for that. Yeah. Praise the Lord, beans. 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 You get a can of beans for your good answer. Yeah. Bush beans. Bush beans. So when you're woman, baby, back, baby, back. Beans. So when you're cruising, night crawling around Italy, you're not going to starve to death <laughs> if you don't find any Texan monks. <laughs> a Texan monk in Italy. So anyway, go to CatholicTalkShow.com. Like, subscribe, follow us on all the platforms. Make sure you're leaving us reviews on iTunes. It really helps. And then share this episode out with the hashtag Catholic Talk Show. And we're going to pick a winner and give them a copy of Marvel Comics, The Life of John Paul II, number one. Yeah. May God continue to bless you. And remember that you're called to be a superhero of faith. Kapow!